Welcome to this episode of the Cloud Sourcing Storytelling Podcast. On today's episode, host Barbara Rosiel will be joined by our guest to talk all about the Rory Peck Trust and how technology, such as the cloud, can provide insurance and secure environment for content captured by journalists in the field. Joining Barbara today will be documentary director and producer D.R. Khan, journalist, filmmaker and cinematographer Jess Kelly, and director of the Rory Peck Trust, Clotilde Redfern. Welcome to the Cloud Sourcing Storytelling Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Cloud Sourcing Storytelling Podcast. Uh, my name is Barbara Russell, uh, a marketing lead at Sony, and I will be your host today. And I am very, very proud to have fantastic women here uh, on this panel today. Um, uh, we have with us uh, Claudie Redfern, who is the director of the Rory Peck Trust, uh, who is supporting, uh, which is supporting freelance journalists worldwide. And um, Sony is very proud that uh, we have been supporting the Rory Peck Trust for 28 years. So very, very proud that we have been there from the start. Uh, so welcome, Clotilde. Uh, then we have uh, Jess, uh, Jessica Kelly, who actually just a week ago has won the Sony Impact uh, Awards uh, at the Repack Trust uh, and who is a um, BAFTA awarded documentary filmmaker. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Jessica, for being here today. Uh, and uh, we also have Dia Khan, who has also won the Sony Impact Award uh, some years ago. I think it was 2019, something like this. Uh, and uh, Dia is um, an also incredible uh, filmmaker, uh, documentary filmmaker and journalist. So I'm very happy to have you on board today. Uh, and to start with, uh, we'll go with, uh, with Clotilde. If you can tell us a little bit more about uh, who is the, which is, what is the Rory Peck and what's its uh, mission for our audience, um, please. Thank you, Clotilde. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much, Barbara, for inviting me to talk with you today. So. The Rory Peck Trust is dedicated to the support, safety and welfare of freelance journalists around the world. And basically, we believe that freelancers play a really important integral part in news gathering and in filmmaking. And so we see the trust role in protecting and supporting them as a significant contribution to independent journalism. And the Rory Peck Awards that um, we celebrate and of for, for which we are incredibly grateful to Sony for sponsoring, particularly our Impact Prize, is our way of showcasing the hugely valuable contribution of freelance journalists and filmmakers to independent reporting. So the awards themselves just took place last week at BAFTA, and Jess and Dia are, are two fantastic examples of the kind of fearless journalism that the Trust supports, because we know how incredibly difficult it is to pull off and sustain a living as an independent um, filmmaker or journalist. And most, most of our awardees, just like Dia and Jess, have been making reports from very, very challenging hostile environments. And that's what we specialize in um, supporting. Fantastic. Yes. And it takes lots of courage uh, to, uh, to do what uh, you both do, Jess and Dia. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit on how you uh, came to be uh, actually a journalist uh, and, uh, and to do this, uh, this, this job pretty much? Um, Jess, perhaps if you want to start? Sure. Um, and thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor to be here. 
Um, I I came at journalism um, through language, actually. I'd, I'd studied Arabic at university. And um, once I graduated, I, you know, went back to um, Egypt where I had lived for my year abroad and, and kind of made a freelance film, which definitely nobody saw, but um, was a really good education in, in filmmaking. And then um, I... Yeah, just started to try to develop my skills, mostly working in the Middle East. Um, and eventually, you know, probably five years into it, um, was being commissioned by the likes of BBC and Channel 4 to make, um, you know, investigative films. Great. Fantastic. Thank you, Jess. And, and Dia, do you want to tell us how you came to be a journalist? Yeah, first of all, thank you very much for having me here. It's such an honor to to be with such incredible women. Um, so I actually came to filmmaking, and not from a journalistic background, but actually from a background of being an activist um, and, and feeling huge sense of frustration about how some of our stories the, or stories in the public space were being told where I felt like we weren't storytellers have a huge responsibility, I think, in how we understand each other, how we understand ourselves and the world around us. And I just felt that when it came to certain minority communities, for example, in the UK or in, or, or in uh, uh, Europe, that we were doing a huge disservice uh, in creating more misunderstandings between people rather than a better understanding of who those other people are, who different people are. So I think trying to make sense of differences and trying to locate people's humanity and not flatten people's uh, stories was was my sort of reason for wanting to jump into filmmaking had absolutely no training uh, in filmmaking at all so just just uh, truly just learned uh, yeah. as I started making the films um, so the very first film that I did ended up uh, being acquired by ITV and since then they the current affairs team there uh, have been incredibly supportive and, and that's where I've made the rest of my films uh, and, and had the opportunity to develop my my, my, my skills and my craft as a, as, and my voice as a storyteller, uh, which I've been very, very grateful for. And then the recognition from, from Rory Peck was absolutely uh, astonishing and sort of flooring for me. So thank you. That's really fantastic at the end. Um... I remember in one of, uh, I think, the talks that I've read from you, you were saying, uh, don't pick up a gun, pick up a camera. <laughs> and I loved it. Don't shoot with a gun, shoot with a camera. Because at the end of the day, passing on messages, this is what you're doing. And this is where you're helping immensely this world into passing on those important messages that people are not necessarily aware of or perhaps don't connect with and that you're allowing to do through, through the power of images. So... Thank you for being courageous because both you have been doing things that are very courageous. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, all about the storytelling and how to pass on those important messages. Um, this is this is beautiful. Um, so um, now perhaps let's go a little bit into uh, Jess as you just won the Sun Impact Awards. <laughs> Congratulations again last week. Um, do you want to tell us just a little bit about your film? Yeah, so the film... Um for which we were, I was awarded the Sony Impact Award. Um, it's called Under Poison Skies. Um, it's a film I made with BBC Arabic. Um, 
It's from the front line of climate change in southern Iraq, and it's an investigation into the devastating health impacts of gas flaring um, by uh, big oil companies like BP and ENI, um, who are gas flaring illegally close to people's homes, um, which causes a huge amount of pollution. And what we looked at specifically was um, the high rates of leukemia, especially among children. Um, so yeah, it was a really in-depth investigation, but with um, what I hope are really um, kind of moving human stories, um, especially those of, of children and young people, um, many of whom died before, you know, while we while we were making the film. Um, so yeah, it's it's probably the film I'm most proud of out of anything I've done, and um, yeah, it was just a, a such a huge honor to to have it recognized by Rory Peck. This is great. Welcome. To be honest, it's uh, it's such a, a courageous work to uh, to go into those uh, uh, into this story, and also uh, the film is absolutely beautiful from the cinematographic perspective, and so human and. Uh, and really um, telling telling things that need to be told that uh, are very much uh, or um, not told or hidden, let's say. So uh, so that's really great that you could put this message out there. So congratulations again. Um, Thank you. So now let's go a little bit on the technology side of things, uh, on the cloud uh, stories uh, as we are on those podcasts. So first, uh, Clotilde, if I ask you, into what do you think or how do you think technology could potentially help uh, journalists on the ground, uh, in the field, uh, in your perspective, in your eyes at the moment? Well, we know that um, at present, journalists are increasingly targeted and they are targeted specifically for the reporting and the work that they're doing. Sadly, more journalists now die as a direct result of being targeted for the work that they're doing than those that are killed in the crossfire reporting from front lines. So it's, that's quite a sort of sh shocking state of affairs. And so anything that allows journalists to safeguard themselves and their content can have a real impact on their safety and the success of their reporting. So we know that often journalists lose their hardware at checkpoints. Journalists who are under suspicion can have their phones their cameras or their laptops confiscated. If that happens and there is any sensitive coverage, film or information on their hardware, that could be putting their contributors at risk. So so many of those risks could be minimized by cloud technology and by the ability to be able to upload content quickly to a safe cloud space for other for either yourself or other people to access later. Not only does it safeguard the content, but it safeguards the journalist and their team by not implicating them in, in the story that they're covering, by having not having that content physically on them. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. So then they don't have like really this, uh, this pressure about having it there and uh, pretty much it's already safeguarded and pretty much they're not being pressured or confiscated or, or, or have, having to delete, let's say, the content, uh, the content itself. Uh, I don't know if this happened to you, Dia or Jess, in, in, in your life to have already had some content confiscated. Uh, I see you know, Jess, this happened to you, right? 
Yeah, um, I was in Saudi a few years ago, and um, we we were doing a film about um, whether or not um, the changes that MBS had brought in were really kind of impacting people's lives or yeah it was basically at that turning point when women were given the right to drive and um when you're in saudi filming you have to have government minders um and i we'd um we had um briefly had a moment to ourselves where i was able to ask the reporter about one of the detained activists um but one of the minders came back and overheard us and then they confiscated our cameras immediately uh-huh. and they took our rushes and um, luckily I, I did have a copy of the rushes. So um, when done. <laughs> I, I had to FedEx them um, out of Saudi, which was really touch and go. Um, and, and, you know, they, they took a copy of the rushes and then we had to leave on, on the next flight. But um yeah, that's that's just one example of. So it does happen. It does. It does yeah. happen. I'm sure lots of uh, your colleagues or journalists on the fields had uh, a similar experience. So that's true. That the cloud uh, solutions can really help you to let's say safeguard these contents directly as you have them and being able to uh, uh, to have it and then then nobody can can get it back uh, back from you. Um, so on the cloud solution itself and cloud workflows, uh, Dia, have you been uh, using uh, any cloud workflows um, uh, in, in, in your, let's say, uh, way day-to-day work um, at the moment? Yes, I have. L- the last several films that I've done, actually, uh, we've used the cloud a lot. Uh, but, but obviously, the most important thing to think about is you know if you don't have internet access then it's it's a solution that becomes inaccessible so uh, wherever we have had access what we tend to do is uh, as soon as we've been out filming and we come back we obviously back up the footage three ways so that that's just kind of a practice that we've always done and we will continue to do even with the cloud <clears throat> and then we back up all of our files and make sure that they're sitting safely somewhere and then wherever it has been possible we also, this is, you know, once we come back or at, at times, if we've got the, if we've got decent internet speeds, we will try to also create proxies uh, and upload those um, so that our colleagues back in London can then review some of the footage uh, and, or even work on some of it as we go <clears throat> on some, some basic initial edits, uh, which what they'll do then is then they'll re-upload the proxies from their end that we will then re-sync back into our timelines uh, here. Um, so in terms of the practicalities of how to apply and utilize cloud technology, it's something that's become an in- embedded part of, of the process of how I make films now. Because I work across time zones, I work across borders, <clears throat> and most of us are scattered in different places, uh, I, I have to utilize that rather than, uh, or I try to avoid having to, uh, you know, send uh, actual hard drives or having to hand deliver uh, footage anymore. Um, so it's just become a much more efficient and it's also become a cheaper, uh, you know, just the cost of it is far better for us as well. So I think, you know, safeguarding of the material and the person with the footage, uh, but I think also just the the workflow itself has become far more efficient. 
Yeah, and then you're more efficient in in the work that you do. You can be you can be uh, faster with the um, the solutions from Sony. We have um, a solution that is called C3P, um, and which is pretty much uh, allowing to send directly. You have uh, an app, and you can connect it to your camera, and you can have directly the files uh, sent to the cloud. And then you could even have somebody at base to actually. Uh, be editing and looking at the content while you're shooting. So now cloud solutions are allowing things that were not possible before. Uh, and uh, I can totally understand that this, you know, uh, workflow solutions tools help you to be uh, to be more efficient and more collaborative because I guess then they can uh, also, you can share data more easily, right, together and get uh, probably some ideas um, about uh, also what you're shooting and if this is going in the in the right direction. Uh, Jess, I think we're uh, talking a little bit uh, earlier about uh, how, uh, you know, into those things that have been confiscated, etc. And uh, right now, uh, if, if those kind of cloud solutions would be possible and at the end of the day, you could kind of send your uh, tools to the cloud, uh, I guess because you're being commissioned also by uh, by companies and, and broadcasters, uh, how useful do you think this would be if, uh, if they could also have access to this, let's say to your material uh, that uh, is uh, highly cinematographic also into the, uh, having the look or perhaps even like some, uh, let's say, editorial <laughs> tweaks that they might do, would that be helpful to your work every day? Yeah, I think it definitely would be. Often, you know, you're working in a team which is very collaborative, but only you and another person are actually in the field filming and so you know it's always kind of difficult at the end of the day to kind of report back to the rest of the team and explain kind of who you've filmed and and what it's what it's been looking like um and you know their feedback is always really important when you're out there and you know you might be exhausted and losing a bit of perspective or judgment and so if you know other people on the team were able to see what we shot and say, yeah, you know, you're this character, you know, this this person you're filming is, does look like an amazing character, or um, give you other ideas of, of things that you could be doing, and if they could react actually to the footage rather than your kind of garbled messages typed on WhatsApp like late at night, that you know that that could be really valuable. Um, I think, as Dia said, often it's a limitation of of in, you know good internet access and I haven't um you know I haven't been able to use the cloud to upload footage as I go so far but if there was a way to do that um despite bad internet access I think that would be really valuable yes but yeah definitely the access is always like the the, the tricky part but uh, yeah. there are uh, so many advances right now in the technology that allows to get the data into chunks and get it to the cloud or really getting into lighter, let's say, uh, little parts uh, and some codecs that are very, um, very efficient that allows you to have light files to send them quite quickly to the cloud. Uh, I think we're really right now at the, at the time where this is happening and we're able hopefully to help you guys to, uh, uh, to make the most of, uh, of this technology today. Um, fantastic. So I think we're uh, kind of getting uh, towards the end uh, of, uh, of of the podcast. Um, I'm very... just... Oh yes, go for it, Jess, if you want to add anything. I just have one, yes, one question, which I think probably a lot of people would ask, but 
I think that there, there would be some um, worries about like security of your files on the cloud. And I don't know if you can tell us anything about like how, how you can guarantee that, you know, your precious footage of possibly a vulnerable contributor is definitely going to be safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for us, you know, part of the cloud solutions, this is something that is really second to none. We have a solution that is called C-Media Cloud, and we're working with uh, uh, the biggest studios uh, in the world, uh, like Disney, for example. Uh, and uh, and pretty much there is a real uh, security to it. And that's part of the first, let's say, uh, primary question when uh, going into the cloud. Because obviously, if you have this very uh, sensitive material, uh, you don't want anyone to be getting in or, or messing uh, messing with it. So security is absolutely the number one, and I think it is a key requirement into actually being a, a cloud solution provider. Uh, so this is definitely something that is uh, that we're providing today, and that will keep being like really at the top of the of the priority list, uh, and to safeguard uh, the content uh, makers and also all the uh, intellectual property. Uh, for any kind of films and uh, and movies um, overall. Yeah, I think that's a really important point, Jess. I think it's it's the sensitivity of of uh, some of the material and some of the the vulnerability of some of the people that I think we film, and and not knowing uh, who might have access or, or or whether there are other ways of of getting into that material if it is just sitting there. How how do we relate to that? I think it's really really key question absolutely actually. absolutely yeah. so there is a safeguard of the content into the cloud the collaborative uh, part the efficiency part but definitely the security part is uh, is extremely prime uh, to those uh, to those solutions uh, and actually um Clotilde, i i had this question for you <laughs> that i didn't mention but uh, at the ruipec uh, also you have been using some cloud solutions into actually making sure that you have uh, all your entries right into the ruipec awards and this has been changing also for you through the years right uh, absolutely the the cloud technology has revolutionized our workflow for the ruipec awards so as you can imagine we receive video footage from freelance journalists and filmmakers all over the world who enter our awards. We have over a hundred submissions. That's a lot of content to juggle. Um, you know, I can still remember the pre-cloud days when we used to get tapes posted to the office and then we'd have to create packs of tape copies and DVDs to send to judges. I mean, it was quite a logistical nightmare. It took a lot of time and it was expensive. The cloud technology has just revolutionized the whole process. It's meant everything is in a secure, independent space online. It has not only made um, the logistics and the data management around our awards production process so much easier, but it's also made it much easier for our judges. And the, ju the jury panels that judge the Rory Pack Awards, including the Sony Impact Prize, are all you know really busy professional people at their prime who are giving us, volunteering their time to help us pick our nominees. We want it to be as easy for them to do this and, and pleasant to a process as possible to judge the Rory Pack Awards. And now that we're using cloud technology, we can just give them an, their very own dedicated login. They pop in, all the films are there, very easy to access. Even their, their judging comments go into the cloud itself. And then 
that makes it so so much easier for us when we've decided who the no- when when the juries have decided who the nominees are because all the content is right there we can straight away go start making the clips for the ceremony and it it, it has just been um you know life changing it's been wonderful fantastic yeah and uh, I, i really see where uh, where the the value is lying definitely here Um, and I think, yeah, at some point you were speaking also about the fact that, you know, when you get this content also in the cloud, it's how to organize it. And the metadata is also quite important, how you actually tag your content, because I guess afterwards <laughs> into actually get it correctly. And remember, actually, this clips was about this one. Uh, and there is more and more. Um, so uh, at Sony, we offer lots of solutions into uh, being really proactive with this metadata. Uh, and also using some uh, AI technology, artificial intelligence, into helping you to actually uh, tag this data with uh, speech-to-text, but many other, uh, let's say, AI tools. How uh, I don't know if you're using it today, and if you see that would be helpful for you uh, in your cloud workflow. Well, well, well what I was going uh, I wanted to also mention is that another aspect where it's been incredibly helpful for me and how I make the films is that it's allowed for me to now edit remotely. So because I now have the ability to move the footage back and forth between myself and the editor or myself and the exec producer, it's it's opened up the, the I mean, it's, it's freed me up to, first of all, be able to react to things much more uh, real time and also across time zones very easily and of course in our earlier workflow we did make a lot of mistakes in terms of because we work with the proxies so uh, we were making mistakes in terms of timelines that would come back to us had been renamed and resaved into other you know recategorized and then of course once it comes back it would never link back up so then the entire work that had been done back in london was sort of useless but but we've we've refined all of that and we've sort of figured out some of the glitches uh in our own way of doing things to where it's now become incredibly efficient, where we can get uh, different timelines back and forth, uh, check different cuts, uh, different variations of, of, of um, uh, various drafts of, of interviews and things like that that we've done that has been exceptionally helpful and has made the edit process faster and far more efficient for us. Um, so that's been very helpful, not having to, and also I have small children, so not having to, you know, be traveling all the time, especially for the edit, not having to relocate every time we do an edit has been really helpful in, in working remotely uh, on on the side of the edit. Yeah, that, that really makes sense. And then that's really this collaborative side of things with the, the team you're working with, who everybody can kind of add <laughs> their own uh, then their own parts to it. That's, yeah. uh, and then the same with the grade, the same with the grade and the post as well. It's, it's just so the entire process from being out in the field filming it to the storage, to the, to the backups, to, the, to then actually working with the footage. Has, it's for, for us, the cloud has become a completely integrated part of, of the entire process now. That's that's brilliant, and it also allows to be to be faster. So when you need to, you're a journalist on the ground, and you need to break the news first, and really being able to actually bring your content directly into the cloud and and being able to share it to the world, then this process is also much faster into actually getting the news to the audience and to the people out there and reaching more more platforms also. So this is uh, this is really great. Um, I think we're going to uh, an end to the podcast. Thank you so much, uh, Clotilde, Jessica, Dia. Um, 
for being here with us today yes. and sharing your experiences. Um, and so wishing you all the best. Mm -hmm.